Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Owner's Box. This is Andy Haynes, and I'm joined by uh, uniquely both of the owners, um, both of the, uh, I don't even know your guys' job titles. I just refer to you as the owners, but I know there's a big group of you guys. Um, but the owners that I know, uh, Preston Johnson and Evan Smith, uh, how are you guys? We're we're okay. We're, we're we're hanging in there. There's a lot to do. It's uh the season opener this Saturday game week. I don't know if they call it game week over there. Actually, then I just that's the first time I thought of that. But it's game week, so just getting good. It. I'm mostly just getting up to speed with the way certain things are handled and done at the EFL level, and constantly surprised by how much we have to learn. Like here's a new one, Andy. Did you know that they mm-hmm. purposefully? It's on purpose that they don't let you watch it on television. They don't let you watch the game yes. on television. Over here. Over I, here. Over here. Meaning, you meaning like, if you have access to the iFollow stream. You pay a hundred so our current best offer we can give fans is pay us hundred eighty dollars to watch a watch a game on your laptop, but don't watch it on your television. That's not allowed. You can't that, air, airplay it over. They yeah, they don't want you to. They don't want you to airplay it. Do they have they ever explained why they would make it's a new such rule a this decision? year because it worked last season? So. No, 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 it's not a new rule this year. That's not fair. I emailed them and asked, and they said that yes, that is the intention is for them not to. Oh, where'd everyone go? You're good. I don't know. I I'm just here. I think you you're on good because you were talking. I, I, I have a, a switcher. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't worry. You can't, you can't do that in the middle. People disappear. <laughs> So no, I swear it worked last year. So wait, 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 I'm, I'm no, curious here, what here, they told you. Read, yeah. Let me read the, I don't know if this is legal, but I, I asked that we're hearing that multiple customers say iFollow has blocked airplay and they can no longer watch on their televisions. Is there an alternative, alternative way for people to view? And he said that the retained rights determine how we stream matches and they're supposed to main, uh, remain on PC, laptop, mobile app devices. So I, this was maybe obnoxious, but I said, sorry, I just want to understand because I'm a little confused. Are you saying it's the EFL's intentional policy that no one should be able to watch games on television? That's on purpose. And I have not yet received a reply to that because it is it is surprising, right, that that would be intentional? Yeah, that's insane. But uh, <laughs> also, you know, I, it's a... Uh... Well, it's kind of think about how bad it would be. Think about how bad it would be for them if people watched. I mean, that would just be a disaster if you got people <laughs> to watch this on TV. I mean, whole oh. <laughs> put it up on a big screen like in LA or Las oh, Vegas and have a bunch oh, of people around horror. watching. Yeah, that the would be really, really the horror poor. of League Two football on a big screen. Yeah. Well, they film it on 720p, and that's probably the intention. <laughs> they don't want it on big screens with pixelization. You know, that's yeah. actually. Uh, it might be part that of might the, actually be the reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like thirteen-inch laptops as big as we can go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's too pixelated. They don't have. All right. I actually buy that. Yeah, I buy yeah. that. So, uh, so that's what we're dealing with. Why don't you guys? Uh, I I guess I mean everybody knows who you guys are essentially, but um, it, Preston, Evan, like you guys have been running the show basically since March. You guys are the the leaders of this uh, journey and stuff like that. It, are you guys like, I, from me being an outside person who's just kind of done content and stuff like that, is it kind of, um, is it is it, a, is it a revelation like this, like every week? 
every day kind of like just a new rule that you're like what that wasn't well we were like i think one of the things that makes this interesting at least uh, maybe interesting is basically we were sprinting to try to do this as quickly as possible and when you're sprinting to do stuff um you're just you're, you're like as part of the known strategy is you're not going to know stuff and you're going to make a lot of mistakes and we're making a ton of mistakes but like yeah, we do learn stuff every day because we're not, um, we didn't take three years to prepare like Sun Tzu style, know our enemy and then make no mistakes. We're kind of just like finding out each new day, uh, some new rule or some new technicality that we, I guess, uh, should have known prior if we were better prepared. Um, at the same time, like, you know, it's really exciting what we've done so far in some ways and, and, and we're, we couldn't be more excited for the season. Um, but, I'm, I'm sure come December, you know, we'll have a new transfer window and by then we'll have known like six new things that we should have known today. So it's the constant feeling of both drowning and learning and everything else that goes with being at a startup. Cool. Uh, Preston, same. Yeah, no, it's similar, even on the football front too, you know, outside of, of like the wag me stuff, it's a combination of both. So uh, I'll just, I'll just add that uh, when we were getting ready to do our NFT drop two weeks back or so now, we I was going through, I wanted to create a list so people kind of got some perspective and context on things that have changed at Crawley Football Club uh, now since the last ownership, right? Since we acquired it in April. And it was it was more vast and more impressive than I think I even anticipated. Like We've gotten a lot done in about three and a half months. There was an article actually that went up today in The Athletic about Kevin Betsy and the professionalism and attention to detail and the, the level and, and expectation from him at the club now and how there's a new air, you know, around Crawley town. Uh, and I, I think all of these things kind of build up towards, you know, the season that starts this week and why I think I'm and Evan, I think included are generally pretty nervous to see how these first few games go because it is, we put so much time and effort into the last 10 months. Um, but things have been on the right track and I think we're really proud of where we've gotten the club at this point. I would just, I would just say sometimes I think we've done a bunch of stuff and sometimes I think we just hired Kevin Betsy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. That's really all. That's all we've done, you know? And like, we think we're doing all this stuff, but really we just hired a guy who's really smart and uh, like, I believe in. So that's, that's the most exciting thing we've got going right now. Yeah. I'm, I, it was like very pleasant surprise to wake up. I'm in Montreal for the JFL, um, comedy festival and um i am just like scrolling through my phone and it's the first thing i see on my phone is an article about kevin betsy on the front page of the athletic so that was cool nice i mean it's uh it's rare that i have the phone number of somebody on the front page of the athletic so i'm pretty <laughs> it's even, excited it's about even that. rarer it's even rarer for that person to be subjected to me talking about fantasy football like it has any context to what he's doing. So that's the yeah. real that's the real enjoyment. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, when I'm in an auction draft and I'm responsible for resources, here's what I would do. You know, one yeah. of my favorite days, one of my favorite days so far is when Evan, he called a, a, a group meeting with uh, myself, uh, Logan, who people have, have gotten to meet uh, over Twitter spaces, who's, who's helped us along the way this summer. And then Kevin and Dan and Evan's like, all right, we're going to do snake draft, like American fantasy style of every player on, on, on Crawley Town squad or roster. And just to get an idea of where we think everyone's at and where we need to improve and, and, and make changes. And that was actually pretty enlightening. But like 
Kevin and Dan were on top of it. And I'm pretty sure Kevin was doing it off the top of his head while he was like at the park or something. And uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty fun, but it was kind of the way Evan's mind thinks. And it was, I, I'm pretty certain a, a model or a strategy that Kevin and Dan have never been a part of before. Um, but it was pretty easy then. And they even said themselves after the fact, they were glad we did it and they were able to see, okay, this, this is, this is a necessity. This is a priority. We didn't think it was before. Let's, let's go about it and make some adjustments. And it put us all kind of aligned on our vision. I think the hardest, I think one of the hardest things for everybody is like the solution can always be more money. Like that is in, in football, we are quickly learning more money is the solution, but um, you're resource constrained. And that's probably true up to everybody until you get to the top, you know, three or four teams. Yeah. Uh, and so being resource constrained, it then turns much more into, um, you know, spending effectively and cost benefit analysis and, and being strategic. And so the reason for the draft, even though it's quite rudimentary, is just like, hey, now let's look at where you rank the players who are playing certain positions. Like, where do you think we need where do you think we need help? Kind of what Preston said, whereas before it's like you could say we need help everywhere. And it's like, well, once you look at it, um, you don't. So, or at least within the, within the uh, confines of limited spending, you're pretty happy with, you know, certain position groups. So um, I, I just find it valuable to kind of make it clear from them, like where they think the strong and soft spots of the roster were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, I mean, I guess we could dig into, cause this is like our opening pod. Um, what's the preseason been like for you guys in like the transfer market and things like that? Like, has it been kind of surreal to be involved with, I mean, cause both you guys have backgrounds in sports betting and also just finance and NFTs, crypto stuff like that. Like, is it, is it weird to be basically like working with something this tangible? Preston, why don't you go ahead? You've been spending a lot more time on it than me. Sure. The, uh, you're also you're also responsible if the team. Yeah, so you know, I mean, if this all so flops, if, just so if everybody knows, Preston's yeah. been more responsible for the players. That we have, depending <laughs> yeah. on depending on, how we, depending on how Saturday goes. If if we so start Saturday, with nine, if we start with nine points, and Evan's going to find some other way to, to to take the credit. So yeah, uh, yeah. If if Saturday goes poorly, uh, go at uh, Preston yeah. Sports yeah. Cheetah, right? Yeah, That's at Sports, you need to at sports <laughs> Cheetah, completely, hundred percent responsible for the roster. Yeah. You want to give them my address address real quick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so overall, I think all right, there's the obvious part, which is like you're a kid and one if you like sports as a kid, one of your dreams one day is like own or at least help like run a professional team or football club in this sense. Uh that part is like pretty surreal still, to to be honest. Um, but what I think is great about where my background kind of led me in in relying on data and analytics and and process from sports betting for over a decade uh it is just relying on those same um, foundational like we've kind of call it like benchmarks or uh, that that ethos uh for this because it's like all right w- we need these players it would be nice to have these players this is our budget this player we actually only price at x amount per week that's how they do their salaries there in, in the uk and the efl it's, it's all per week so you know if if his agent saying he needs this much. I mean, then that player's not in our, our picture. So let's find someone that is, and there's some you know cost benefit analysis I've been alluded to as well. And just kind of being able to price all of those. Um, and then looking at some of the other variables uh, within the club and, and commercial and 
um, what we can do with Wagme as well has kind of just like taken everything that we've kind of learned in our past lives to some extent, obviously the NFT and crypto stuff as well. And it's been fun to just like find a place for, for those, but ultimately still comes down to the same um, foundational structure of like my past career, which is don't overspend if the player isn't worth it, right? He's, he's worth a certain amount. The data and the analytics say he's worth this or Kevin and Dan's analysis is this. So therefore X, Y, Z. Uh, and, and it's pretty like, I don't want to say emotionless because I think that gives off uh, an interesting um, vibe, but like as a better, or if you're a poker player, if you've have ever done it, like you have to be pretty emotionless in how you respond to the swings. And so able to, present this and like approach putting a squad together, for example, in a transfer window preseason, despite all of the like skepticism over our heads, right? Since April, we acquired the club. You have to be pretty strong-willed and emotionless in how you react in the decisions you're making. And uh, if we're doing that, I think that gives us the best chance to you know spend efficiently and then effectively win and achieve promotion. I I would just, uh, the, the I've had a few things that I feel like I'm learning daily. Like one of them is, um, everything that people say is true. And what I mean by that is like, you know, you hear all of these isms or you read about, you read books about teams or behind the scenes or whatever. And then you get a little bit of a preview and it's like, even though it's at a much lower you know, level than most of the books I've read about, um, it's all the same stuff. So it's like, you know, there are tensions between their internal tensions on the team and they're somewhat predictable about who they're going to be behind. And then you've got to kind of figure out how you manage it. And then, you know, you're trying to pull from different other experiences in your life that are just personnel, but you also have to deal with the competitive nature and the on-field performance. And how do you um, give people opportunity while reflecting they don't have experience? And where do you, you know, how big a sample size you need to judge talent and how much do you rely on people's eyes versus the data when, you know, we have no experience whatsoever. Um, not, no, not no experience for Preston. I guess he has synthetic experience, but we don't have experience um, on sitting on this side of the table. And so like most of what I'm trying to do is just like hear how other people think, try to be, uh, try to listen as much as possible to what they need, try to give uh, limited feedback where necessary. I mean, I don't even know if it's necessary, just it's hard to keep your mouth shut and, um, and kind of go from there. I mean, like, I'll tell you something that was really interesting. Uh, we, we got lucky on Friday of last week that we got to spend a little time with Daryl Morey, who's an advisor on the project. Um, you know, after he just completed like an incredible off season for the 76ers, um, we just wanted to ask a couple questions about what, it, what goes into running an organization. And, you know, in the midst of that call, we asked him, you know, if you, if there was one thing you would, you, you would give us advice on or that you think is true in, in soccer without, um, you know, from a distance being an outsider. And the one thing he mentioned, and he's been public about this, I guess, before, is that he thinks that, uh, especially at lower levels, playing playing from the back as a goaltender is is kind of terrible risk reward, and you're way better off just just kind of punting it out and high pressing, um, high pressing. Like the within 24 hours prior to that, we had just kind of. Um, and his thesis of that is because a lot of the coaches are former field players who aren't goaltenders and they overvalue playing from your feet. It's a very specific thesis. And the day before Kevin and Dan had basically like fought for um, adding this Gilly, they think has an enormous potential who's really good with his feet, 
who isn't as good as shots. It, it was like the thing that the other guy just said we should. And so obviously we're going to go with Kevin and Dan because, you know, um, we are so lucky to have them and we trust them. We're excited, but we also wanted to flag it because we wanted to say, hey, just from the outside, this is something that's gotten mentioned to us. And so, you know, just be aware of it as you do your analysis and make sure you're not falling into a fallacy that maybe you are falling into because you're actually too ingrained in the game and can't see from a distance. Um, um, what, do we have the right to have that conversation? Like, I don't know anything about football, like soccer. I don't know any, I don't even know what to call it. So like what, like, I, don't, I can't imagine being Kevin and having to listen to that. Right. But at the same time, it's like, it seems like a pretty smart person who's giving that advice. And it feels like we should be contributing that advice to the pot. And like, and, and not being intimidated by our lack of experience, just acknowledging it and moving on. But it's like a lot of that over and over and over again. And what's interesting, just to get a little more nerdy on that point, and then Andy, I'll let you take it. But uh, the actual act of goalkeeping is like the highest variance or the highest, you know, distribution of where a game will swing, game to game, week to week. And so it's really hard to quantify. Um, via stats or metrics and the sample size is small in general game to game on top of it and so the metric that probably does the best about kind of measuring a keeper's performance relative to expectation is their shot stopping and so you'll have certain keepers that have great shot stopping data uh, but they don't play out of the back with their feet they're not as technically sound you'll have some that are technically sound and great at the feet but don't have as good of shot stopping data and so that's ultimately like the basis of uh, Daryl's assumption and thesis, and maybe one day it'll get proven out as the analytics improve and they're able to measure it more effectively. Um, but for now, it's it, it's one that's like up for kind of the football minds versus the data minds. I would say the thing I've found most frustrating in my like small foray into the sport of soccer is that it seems pretty balanced. Like there has been there there are fewer edges, if any, available, um, and so a lot of it just comes down to money. And so my, like I, my, my expectation, I don't know why, I mean, just totally, I don't have like a foundational knowledge to even deserve to have this expectation, but for whatever reason, my expectation was that like uh, basketball money ball was a little bit farther ahead and that there was more low hanging fruit um, in football. And as we approach the season, I would say there are a few things, but a lot of it's just going to come down to well-coached, um, well-coached talent and how much you have of it. Yeah, I I do think um, it's been interesting because I've gotten to interact with Kevin. He's been like such an open guy. I think that's like such a benefit to having a manager that's like young and like kind of like eager to kind of like transition into this new phase of football. And he is a guy that like me coming from like a comedy background and basically like a fan of football without any kind of analytical knowledge of the sport i can go up to him and i can be like so you know explain this to me and he doesn't go like why are you talking to me about this like yeah but I'm that's just because he thinks you own the team too because you wear yeah that's true the video <laughs> don't ever let him know who you really are Andy. otherwise you know. <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> He said he wants to bring his like his wife to a comedy show, and I'm just like I always dread bringing people to comedy shows that I work with in a professional mm. manner because it's yeah. such a what, um, what you're like. I'm gonna interject. What, what what's the, the worst world? experience you've had with like friends or family attending one of your shows? Um, I mean, just like when I was like new at comedy, and I thought that I would like just invite people, like, oh yeah, just come to this show because I did well the last time. 
you know, I only have like mm. a sample selection of like six shows. So like, I'm great, right? <laughs> number six and went then, great. Come to number seven. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing. And then I invite like all my friends from high school and they're, I just bomb. I just eat it like for six minutes in front of everybody that I know. And they're kind of like, at that point, they're still like, I don't know if you should do this. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask was like thoughts on preseason. Like I know that that's like a, we've, we've had like, cause I haven't been able to see the team train much. And then I've seen the signings and then all I get is like pretty much updates, like an Instagram still with the score. And I've been kind of blown away with our success rate because we've played some really great teams and we've been competitive. I think we only had one blip and it was still like a pretty substantial, like I, what did we lose? We've only lost one game and we've lost. We lost by one yeah. Game. Yeah. We lost that by one point. Oh, they're going to hate you for that one. Um, I don't know if they refer to them as points, but that's good. We can start testing them. Yeah, goal? it was the last game. Yeah, I think it's one goal is the one to use. Uh, yeah, points kind of suggest like it, a lot of points, but even, yeah. I wouldn't even use point, and I'm trying to you know, yeah, he's, speak American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, it was Alder, Alder shot, uh the last friendly of the season. Uh, we did lose 2-3, and we were up 2-1 in the second half, so it was one we probably should have at least got a result in. But uh, prior to that, like we had results against, uh, you know, QPR, uh, Hearts. We, we traveled to, traveled over to Scotland. They were third on the Scottish Premier table last year. Played a lot of their starting squad, um, under twenty three Charlton's who we beat, uh, and we were doing with a lot of second half B squad and trialists to try to you know get some new players in. And so we were impressed with the amount of goals we were scoring at the very least. And then when we did play inferior. Uh, clubs, you know, there were lower divisions. We won, I think, those two matches by combined 14 to nil. So that's pretty good. Uh, so other than Aldershot, which, by the way, the timing going into our first regular season game to have like a, hey, time to refocus, uh, pick me up, so to speak, and from a coaching standpoint. I asked Kevin directly the next day. I said, hey, what was the conversation like after the game? And uh, what were the what was the context like? And he said, um, obviously, everyone was, was disappointed. They actually had some pride internally about their un defeated or unbeaten uh preseason but he said i he's like the one thing i'm going to make sure of and i think he actually had a quote on this in the athletic article today as well was I, i'm never playing it because what happened is we we conceded out of the back playing his you know the new style um three times and we ended up losing two three and he says i'm i'm taking the blame for that every time i'm never once look the players already know that they conceded and made a mistake and it went the other way. Um, but that's our style. We just need to keep focusing and executing. And I'm going to take blame for those goals. It's not, I'm never going to once harp on one of our players for, for conceding playing the way I want to play. Cause that's on me. So um, I thought that was great. And they just kind of turned the page and now they're ready for Carlisle. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my experience for preseason, I've been, again, I'm just truly farther away from it from Preston. So um, a, if it were, I try to just compare it to things I know and, in my life. And so um, I wouldn't put much stock in the preseason for the NBA or the NFL. So I've been trying not to put too much stock in the results in either direction, just because you would expect. I have a study to send you on NBA preseason that you'll find intriguing. All right. Yeah, please do. Um, And uh, so I haven't really like the results themselves. I haven't really like dove to like attach too much weight to, 
there is there's something that's just been like a craw in my head just gnawing at me i was listening to some podcast i honestly don't remember what it was but it was in the diet of of like bill simmons or part of my take or zach Lowe or something and it was an athlete who was on there and he was talking about when they would get ready to play an opponent they would remind themselves to stay humble you know the the guy over there lives in a big house too and the you know concept being they're paid an awful lot of money to do what they're doing don't take anybody lightly and so you know at league two english football you know they're paid they're paid to be in a house you know i don't think it i don't think we need to describe necessarily the size of everybody's house but they're paid to play a sport and and just like extending that analogy out i just keep thinking like we've been so focused on what we're doing and what we're building but there's 23 other groups of people who are with the exact same mindset hope springs eternal can't wait for the season and it's kind of nerve-wracking that on saturday we start to see like you know what actually matters the results of where we stand and so i you know and to take that a level beyond part of like getting in this and moving so fast and trying to learn as much as we can, we really have been ultra focused on Crawley town. And I feel like it's a bit of a weakness that we haven't now, Kevin and Dan have been doing their own um, scouting and work and that's, what's probably most important. But as an organization, I would love to figure out how we can build out uh, creative infrastructure to start to learn more about the rest of the league, because um, as of today, like I couldn't name you, you know, who's starting for Carlisle on Saturday. And um, if the Warriors were playing the Knicks, I'd probably be able to tell you like nine deep on both sides. And so it just feels like we don't have enough institutional knowledge of our opponents. And hopefully over the next three to six months, we can uh, get that up to speed. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, you know, I know the location of Carlisle. That's about it. <laughs> But I will say, I, I and this is the kind of sports fan I am, and it's not a it's not a good kind of sports fan because it um, bothers people like you, um, which is that I just like I I'm kind of an ethos fan. I'm kind of a momentum energy fan. Um, I hate to say energy like that, but um, you're you're excited you, if your team wins, but you don't care if they lose. Are you that bad? No, or I, you, I or... I'm not that bad. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm not immune to the world around me. Um, are you like a Lakers, Yankees, Green Bay Packers fan? Like, no, are you just, no, 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 Dude, no. That, Andy, that's kind of the way I'm an Arsenal fan, though, where if they win, I'm like, oh, I've rooted for Arsenal for 15 years. If they lose, I'm like, who gives a shit? I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, Arsenal is the one team that I like actually, you know, like I became like a, a Seahawks fan when I was like, I don't know, 20 something. Cause everybody in Seattle was like, I've always loved the Seahawks, even though we hadn't like looked yep. at them for 20 years. Yeah. Um, but no, I like, like I'm an Arsenal fan because I like the story of Arsenal. I literally read Nick Hornsby's yeah, fever, fever pitch, pitch. and that's, yeah. that's how I became an Arsenal fan. And then the more I've learned about the team, the more I like it. And when I meet um, Brits and they're like, Oh, you know, like Arsenal's like the people's team. It's like, it's the most like inclusive team. Like it just adds to my fan. I um, thought they kind of don't, I thought they don't like a certain group. Uh, I thought they were known as that. And then Tottenham calls themselves that group's army. I thought that's part of Arsenal's history. Uh, uh, maybe not true anymore, but. Uh, I, I I tend to turn a blind eye to that kind of thing. It's uh, a fan, remember? You know, we can, we can only move forward. You know, we can't look back. Um, yeah. And Stan Crump is the guy to do that. So it doesn't matter. You the know, long, if there's anyone yeah. the long bloody march of <laughs> history, you know? The arc the arc of history bends towards justice, is what I've always been told. Um yeah. 
but no, I mean, I'm just saying like, I am getting more into the analytics. I'm getting more into like the gameplay. And I definitely like when I watch an Arsenal game, I can tell you what the problem is, like why we're losing, you know, I can like, like for not last year, but the pre the three previous seasons, we had this amazing um, midfielder named Ganduzi, and he's uh, a French player. Now he's back at Marseille, but he just didn't meld with the system. And I could look at that and I could see that his, the way his style of play did not match up with the rest of our midfield and our strikers because he just, it was like opposing styles. You know, he was, he was kind of not just blending in. He wasn't creating opportunities. He wasn't um, kind of working with the flow. Now that's all from a non analytical point of view that I say that, but to get back to my original point, it's just that like going to going to Crawley town, and by the way, I, I got corrected for like three minutes last night by Jimmy Carr about how to pronounce Crawley Town. Um, do, do what are we supposed the, to be doing? The, the, well, I, he, he goes, he goes, Crawley Town. Like, I guess I was saying Crawley, and he said Crawley. Um, Crawley Town. So, like Robert like Crawdad. Crawdad. Like, uh, instead of Crawley, some people say Crawley, like the East Coast accent. I say sort of. creepy Crawley. That's how yeah. I. Refer <laughs> I say Crawley. Crawley is is, is the like, Crawley right town. To yeah, make it a little. I think you're saying it the right way, Preston. Yeah, Crawley. I say a Crawley town like that. Um, That's the lazy, like California way, I think, to say it. So, creepy yeah, I vocal fry. I vocal fry when I talk about Crawley town, but um, no, it's just like. There's good energy around it. It's like I, I feel the momentum of it. And it's like I didn't, you know, when I originally came and started working with you guys, I was kind of like, I've never followed lower league teams. I don't really give a shit about the MLS. I'm really sorry to fans that uh, would probably be offended by that. But it's just like I've kind of always just followed top tier European soccer. And um, now it's like I'm like watching this team and there's like good energy. People are excited. It's like, it feels momentous and I feel, and it feels different maybe just cause I'm involved than the other 23 teams. I feel special. Probably yeah. Part of that. I think the thing that's so scary is that on Saturday, how the fuck are we going to feel? You know, like I'm pretty, mm -hmm. I'm pretty hopeful, but like it is, this is what I keep saying to um, my, my wife. I'm like, uh, you know, we bought the team and, and when we bought it, they were basically consigned to the middle of the table. So the end of the season, there was, you know, it was fun to watch and, and feel a part of it. But now we've really, we really, really feel a part of it. So the, the sweat on Saturday, as Preston would put it, is going to be just nuts. I feel like Preston should just be live camming himself um, the entire we time. Should. Just, yeah, we could. You know, yeah. Just, yeah, we're going to do a, a Preston stream where it's just yeah. his forehead <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, the beads of sweat will to tell see you what. what yeah. 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 I was actually, I was telling someone who was uh, just yesterday was asking me about if we're nervous and I was giving him some context on the degree of nervousness relative to having hundreds of thousands of dollars in play on a college football Saturday. They're similar. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I know that sounds super like arrogant, but like we've put so much stock, not even like reputationally, but then, you know, our own just like blood, sweat, tears, like, persona we're front facing i am especially i'm there in crawley two different stints for four weeks straight like my wife who is probably the biggest hero here with the kids while i'm there like all of that comes down to can we win or not and so saturday is like pretty big like it's, it's more than just like money betting on sports like i used to do so it's uh i'm not uh, the, the cam's probably a good idea i think that's what i'm getting at yeah. preston cam
Okay. Um, you guys, what's uh, let's like just get into it before we go. Like, what uh, what's up with Car- like? Sounds like you probably have the details about Carlisle Preston. Do you do you want to kind of go over like their style of play and? Can I make a suggestion? Can I make a quick suggestion, yeah. Andy? I want to hear Preston's season. I want him on the record, season-long prediction. Mm. I had a reporter ask me this yesterday, and I said I referenced the betting markets, <laughs> which have us at 11th or 12th, but I said I think those are incorrect. I think we're better than a mid-table team for sure. Um, I also said we have to be realistic. I don't think we're a favorite to be automatically promoted or anything, but uh, I, I said that on average I think our most frequent – landing spot is going to be in the playoff between fourth or seventh a good amount of the time we might get promoted automatically there's going to be some time where we're not in that mix but uh i think that like fifth to seventh range is probably uh where we're currently at and i think we obviously have room to improve um before september 1st and then obviously in january as well so uh but that that's where i would consider an where, honest like unbiased opinion where do you uh who do you think the other teams that are going to be at the top are Sure. Uh, and stock can you name every team in EFL two right now? Two questions in one, actually. No, though we tested each other on this like four months ago to see if we could, <laughs> and I think we both got to around twenty. We were we were close. Yeah. Uh, Stockport, Bradford, uh, Mansfield. I think those are probably the top three, uh, and then I think there's probably a, a little tier below. Everyone's considering. It's interesting. All the markets think Swindon's going to be really good again. Uh, they play the same style or the closest style to how Kevin plays in a kind of more Premier League level style of football. Um, but they had a lot of players that are moving out and they had a lot of new ones coming in. So I'm curious to see where Swindon lands. But um, because of their style of play, which can be effective when most clubs at this level don't play it, um, you can't really count them out. And let's see, Salford I think is up there as far as they're a team that that, that has spent. Uh, over the summer or spent in the past. Uh, there's probably the one more I'm forgetting. Are they the betting so. favorite? I think okay. Salford's the betting favorite, yeah. And uh, that's probably like the top four to five uh, in that mix. And then I think you know comes to us maybe potentially next. But uh, yeah, we're not too far off, to be completely honest. We're close. So what's, uh, what's your thoughts on Carlisle other than it's uh, far away? It it's it is far away. The uh which by the way, I mean I'm fine saying this on record. I actually really preferred that we got them first. I know some fans were angry about it, but I think having an extra day we're traveling up early and we're actually gonna train Friday at Sunderland and then give the boys or the squad an opportunity to be settled, not traveling the same day and trying to play a game after a long drive. Uh so it should give us a good opportunity to be fresh and, and ready to go. Um because if we can steal a result there, I don't think Crawley's actually won out right in 40 or 41 years is the number. So uh, we're excited there. As far as the way that they play, it's uh, basically the opposite. They they play with five center backs and really defensively minded, and then we'll counterattack when you make mistakes. Now they'll press up front, especially against a club like us, and Kevin and Dan are aware, and I think they actually have a relationship with the manager over at Carlisle. Currently they work together in uh, English national teams uh, in the past. So they're they're expecting that you know he's going to try some things to to cause hiccups and obstacles for the way that Kevin wants to play stylistically. Um, but Kevin and Dan know that too. So we'll have some counters and I think it'll be pretty fun, but it will be a clash of styles for sure. Just uh, at least how aggressive the clubs are on the offensive side or attacking side. Sorry. 
Um, I know the Carlisle manager about two weeks ago was basically going public about how he didn't have enough money and he had all these things he wanted to improve on and he was worried about how many other teams were spending. And so, I mean, maybe he's rope-a-doping. I don't actually know. But uh, it sounded to me like he was um, hoping for more. So, I mean, that's, you know, that seems like a good thing to start with. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he's really excited with his team and I'm supposed to, not supposed to say anything publicly. I mean, he said it. I'm just, I'm just trying to repeat that. Yeah. I feel like I shouldn't have said this. <laughs> <laughs> He it is, it is. It's public. <laughs> it was personal in a text. Uh, he asked for my confidence. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to, to like things like that are, I, I don't think you put that out there to try to hoodwink the rest of league two into that. You, you know, Oh, but you said yourself, you don't follow league two football, you know, for all we know, you know, this is just, you know, uh, that the, was, the that was chest. previous. <laughs> that was previous this job. Now I am I'm linked in. I'm I'm looking at the, the the national league. I'm 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 up to all of it. I'm you know, I'm looking at the um, the Cumbrian uh premiership. Yeah. You, you've got Paul Simpson's Wikipedia up. You're like, oh, you're referring to Paul Simpson, 55, <laughs> former exactly <laughs> well done. Guy who's obviously reading the Wikipedia page. Oh, what? <laughs> Born we in Hedefordshire. We um, asked for no. some scouting reports. <laughs> I was going to say it looked like half of them. Yeah. yeah, and half of the scouting reports we got were like just what you would do if you if you Googled Carlisle United, you know. And there's like four players showed up and a map, and they were like, "Ah, I've done it. I've cracked the code." Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> now you'll be ready. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's about. I mean, that is about the level I've spent on Carlisle, to be honest. Maybe two Googles, maybe two or three Googles, but that's about it. Do you know is um is Kevin like playing tape of their of the their style for the guys? The last I know that they they looked into who was the last they played uh bro, bro. I remember who their last friendly was against, but they had tape of that game. Carlisle uh, beat a team uh, starts with a B, I think, or an L, or or a mixture of the two. But uh, maybe Evan or I can even start looking now. But they were going through that film or tape showing it to players, actually showing some of the counters and, you know, to the aggressive pressing that they're going to throw at us playing out of the back. Um, so, yeah, that, that, I mean, I, I know that was on the table for sure. And um, we brought in a new video analyst from Brighton to help because Crawley Town didn't have one previously the last few years. And the uh, he also has an intern that he brought in to help him. Uh, so we we're, were definitely, you know, tied up pretty uh, heavily on that front uh, Bolton. Thank you. It was Bolton. So it did have a BNNL. Uh, but yeah, they ended up winning three, one and Bolton plays a similar style to us. And so they were definitely able to, to use that film throughout. Uh, I know they started on it over the weekend and then throughout the week, this week, they're going to be incorporating it into their uh, preparation. Cool. Um, I mean, you know, we've, we've, I've asked a lot about different kind of, um, hats I can wear at the club and you know maybe that's another one I could take on is that I am the spy and I go and I go to our opponents trainings and I have the long mm -hmm. distance lens and I'm getting you guys the tape you know we could be like the Bill Belichickian Patriots of EFL too yeah yeah exactly we should check if that's legal but even I mean 
even if it's not even if it's not i'm sure you're not gonna get you won't stand out so yeah yeah, it's just (laughs) why why is there one person watching this practice that's never happened before yeah it's also gonna be weird that i'm dressed like inspector gadget with a (laughs) you know a hat and a jacket and i'm I'm in you the shadows. Bill, you ever seen the Bill Murray movie uh, about like something spy? Uh, the the man who knew too little. Have you ever seen? Oh, that movie? We talked about that movie no. at dinner yeah. in London a couple yeah, months yeah. ago. It's like so Ran- good. Randomly, kind of good. Bill Murray movie as a yeah. spy in England as an Anglophile. Andy, you might uh, you might want to look that up. Uh, I'll check it out. I'll watch it. It's classic. I'll watch yeah. it on my laptop. Which is, I mean, <laughs> or phone. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Did, no, yeah. no, no. That's how they. That's how it was meant to be. How the game was meant to be seen on a uh, nothing larger than a tablet. Um, yeah, they just filmed Nope on IMAX uh, cameras, and they've actually. That I'm going the opposite direction. I'm trying to see media. I I'm actually upset that Quibi went down because uh, I right. wanted. You, you knew what? I pitched Quibi, so it's okay. But before it happened, I that was an idea that I thought. So I'm on the wrong side of history with Quibi. But yeah, I think we should be moving to the Apple Watch. Just watch the game there. You can see at least one, you know, at least the midfield. Yeah, that's actually what it's shot for. It's uh, the the camera they use for uh, the iPhoto stream is actually those glasses cameras. You know, the like the the camera that sits in the corner of your glasses. That's kind of yeah, that's cool. You know. I like that. Yeah, you don't want to get any All- all I I follow games will be shot on a uh, secret pen cam that, uh... <laughs> by Inspector Gadget. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's 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 what we got ready. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna probably win on Saturday. That's the expectation. Yeah, with the team with the team Preston built. Okay, There's no doubt. Uh, putting it on me again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, see, this is why I'm so nervous, Andy. Uh, it's okay. We're like gonna... Preston Johnson from Costa Mesa, wherever or San Clemente, wherever you're from. Yeah. So let's get very specific. It, it's one of those two or any of the other Southern California cities that you could Google. <laughs> uh, by the way, Andy, we do have a, a call we have to hit on in like three minutes, but I okay. wanted to just share one more item just in general. This owner's box podcast, you and I are going to be host co-hosting it with a new owner, hopefully every week or every other week that a lot of people the fans NFT side, as well as Crawley town side, haven't met before or spoken with. So we wanted to kick this one off obviously with Eben, but uh, I'm excited to do this with you, whether it's in London, Crawley or, or here in the States, we'll be able to have some cool interviews and just kind of talk about what this experience is like and, and learn about some of the other people that are involved. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we should wrap it up. I know that um, by this time, this comes out, it will be, um, I think this is going to come out Friday uh, before the game. And then we're going to be doing these weekly. Um, the day of the week might change just based on our guys' schedules. But um, I know there's another fan poll going up tomorrow. Um, so it will, by the time this comes out, that oh, yeah. decision will have been made. Can we talk about that for one second? Can we talk about yeah, that for yeah. one second? Yeah. It's going to be about – so there's the FA Cup, the regular season of the EFL Cup. There might be another thing. But like those are, those are at least three of them. And we're going to let the – uh, the, the NFT holders give us suggestions on where they would like to see us put resources. Cause obviously. Did Evan just hang up on you too? Uh, I think so. Oh, there he is. Okay. I think it's just cause you he's muted. On phone. You're, you're muted. muted. I get a call. It fucking freaks out. So yeah, uh, you're good. To start that over. I mean, so we're going to have a vote. 
where or a suggest a vote or suggestion where they can tell us where they'd like to see us place the resources this season between going for promotion, going for the FA Cup, or going for the EFL trophy. Um, because there is limited resources in where you play your best players. So we're kind of interested to to see what they want. I mean, Preston and I basically, if we don't get promoted two years, we are out of a job. So we're kind of like meh, looking for, mostly hoping for the promotion one. But, you know, maybe all of our fans care about the Papa John's trophy and we don't want to deprive them of um, such a noble, you know, Stanley Cup, you know, Masters Green Jacket, Papa John's trophy. I get it. You know, there are only a few really important trophies um, to win in the whole world. So whatever they want, we're going to have to try to listen to them. So you're saying it's only two years until I possibly take over the entire well, Crawley Town. You have well, a the shot. The best part is next year you should probably start campaigning. I mean, Trump's already <laughs> campaigning, and it's been yeah, yeah, yeah. Every last there should be some hit piece on me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Evan won't let you do it about him. So, oh well. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing to do with the roster. Okay, so in some ways, yeah. like, how can I possibly be found responsible? You know? I mean, you've heard uh, you've heard my system. Snake draft yeah. the players. Snake draft with the coach. Hey, why would you come after me? I have nothing to do with what this. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, well, you guys have to get on a call. I really, this was so fun. It's really good to talk with you guys. And um, uh, Evan, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Preston, I will see you next week in England. And uh, everybody else, uh, let's go, Crawley Town, Wagon United. Reds. This has been the Come On You Reds, hashtag yeah. C O Y R. Um, this has been the owner's box. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, Andy.